That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Dante drives in and out and bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson of KSL Sports with you. Uh, Jazz game night, uh, post-game, brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz fall to the Bucks, 122-118 to in Milwaukee. Hist- uh, historic performance for Giannis uh, with 50 points. He has a career-high field goal attempt spend at 31. He was 17 of 31. He was 13 of 19 from the line, 14 boards, 6 assists, two steals, and uh, he was absolutely terrific tonight. And listen, the Jazz very easily could have won this game. I mean, they were right in there toward the end. Donovan had a chance to tie it. He found a lane. And Brooke Lopez, by the way, made a really nice block shot, a very athletic move for him, and that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, But uh, it seems like there's been kind of a a lot of grumbling in the Twitterverse about the Jazz, and this doesn't seem the game to to complain about. This is not the game. I mean, A, Uh -uh. you've already beat the Bucs once this year, and you hit a buzzer beater. You know, I mean, it was a crazy game already. So you're happy you got one victory over the Bucs this year. Being this close on the road without your best player or your most impactful player in Rudy Gobert... And you had a chance, like you legitimately had a chance to win this game, and the Jazz couldn't find a way to do it. But uh, th- this is not the game to be upset about if you're a Jazz fan. Again, this so was just either. this was a great performance. You weren't perfect, but Giannis had 50. He shot the heck out of the ball tonight. He had to play almost 40 minutes to get the victory. The Jazz don't have a Giannis Antetokounmpo, but there's only two or three of those guys in the world. There's LeBron, there's Giannis, and there's Kawhi. That's it. We don't make a whole lot of these guys. Yep. And if you have one, you can win games like that. And if you don't, it's hard to win games like that. And the Jazz still almost did it without their most impactful player. Which is, it, it, it truly is amazing. As soon as we saw the news that Rudy was going to be out, I thought this was a 10-point loss easy. Just because of how vulnerable they'd be defensively. And really, Rudy was so important in the win over Milwaukee here, you think, yes. without Rudy... Um, it was just going to be a long shot at best, and, and the Jazz nearly uh, nearly won it. And I don't think Giannis goes for 50 if Rudy's in no. this game. Maybe maybe the Jazz don't take 45 threes either, nope. but I don't think Giannis goes for, for 50 with Rudy in the game. So, I mean, if you would have told me no Rudy, Giannis scores 50, I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be a, a blowout loss to start this uh, road trip, and it was far from it. Plus, it was a heck of a game. It was, a, it was a very wonderful game to watch. I did not think it was all that painful. The only stretch that was painful was the Jazz going back to the Sacramento Kings loss and giving up a ton of second-chance points. So let's, A ton of second-chance points. Let's get to that, Ben, and uh, let's uh, get to your, your sharp stats of the game, brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, the Jazz tonight shot 50% from the field, 46.7% from three, set a franchise record with 21 made three-pointers, led by Bogdanovich, 24 points. Mitchell had 20 but here's what Ben's getting at. The Jazz had 40 total rebounds, four of those, Ben, four, 
were offensive boards. Uh, on the other side of things, with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they had uh, 49 total rebounds, Ben, 15 offensive rebounds, including some yeah. critical ones in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Big one, and some of it was, you know, like even on a fast break off of a steal, they'd miss a layup, and the Jazz had two guys run back, but two guys ended up running under the basket because they were challenging the shot, and you ended up with an easy basket. So it's tough, and and again, you're missing your best big man. I mean, you, you, that's what happens when Jeff Green plays that many minutes, and you got the threes from him. You can't you can't pin this on Jeff Green tonight. He was really good again, but uh, yeah, not having Rudy Gobert certainly helped the Jazz or hurt the Jazz rebounding. All right, let's throw things back to Milwaukee, where Coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Oh, he. He's a terrific player. He, you know, he did what he's capable of doing. Uh, I think he made four threes, so when he's doing that, I think we did a really good job staying, trying to stay between him and the basket. And then, you know, when you do get stops, um, it's tough to secure a rebound because he's deep and he's able to rebound his own miss. But that, with the exception of there was a couple possessions where they went to him on the post and. Um, he scored. He scored a lot of different ways. But I, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I thought when they made a run, you know, and got got a lead, the way that we held our composure and came back, um, you know, that's that's what I want us to hang on to tonight. I was going to ask you about that, but speaking about that, your your bench tonight, the effort that they put in and what you got from them. No, they, they down the line. You know, um, Jeff came in, gave us a lift. Obviously, Emmanuel, um, George. Joe had a terrific game. It's good to see him making plays, you know, being aggressive, shooting the ball. So, you know, a lot, a lot of, you know, a lot of things for us to, to build on. Seemed to have some confusion at the last play when uh, Donovan goes to the bucket. I think they thought there was a foul or something. Can you kind of explain what went on there? Or? Um, you know, I think it looked like we were going to attack early, and then um, when that wasn't available. Um, you know, we, did, we needed to attack sooner when we were down two. And, you know, we ended up, Donovan getting to the rim, but um, we lost too much time on the clock. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a situation. I felt like we were in the open court and, you know, had some spacing and, you know, had a chance to attack. So we wanted to go, but in that case, we wanted to go quickly. You miss Rudy, but what do you think of Tony Bradley's minutes tonight? Tony, Tony competed his tail off and, uh, you know, gave us, gave us really good minutes. Uh, played with a lot of composure, and, you know, building from his last game where he did the same thing. Three Great players in league point shooting, tremendous tonight. I mean, you really spaced them out. And made it hard to yeah, you know, we were a different team um, without Rudy. Um, I thought Tony did what we want Rudy to do a lot of times is um, to stay flat and not, you know, to force his man to help up and, and have a presence on the glass. But um, that's how, you know, I think our guys. You know, came out aggressively. We thought we were going to get some looks, and you know, we didn't want to turn any down, and, and they didn't. So I was happy to see that. Six guys in double figures. You got a lot of positive things to come out of this game, even though you might have lost it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Milwaukee's a terrific team, and you know, Giannis showed why he's the MVP in the second half. And, but I, I didn't think we made it easy. You know, so um, you know, he he played at a level, and I, I, like I said, I, I thought. You know, our guys really responded um, to be in the game up in, you know, that last possession. Quinn, is he at another level now? You said you guys, yeah, you threw everybody at him, and he hit, he's got 50. Well, you know, he, when he's making making threes, too, you know, again, I, I thought, you know, we did a good job on him, and, and particularly in the first half, and they were missing some shots. And, you know, Wes Matthews, he can do that, too. So um, you're going to give something up, and... 
you know, you'd rather give up Giannis shooting a three than a dunk. But if he's making threes like that, you tip your hat to him because he's a terrific player. All right, there you go. That's uh, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team fell to the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, 122-118. to uh, Ben, you heard him talking about uh, Tony Bradley right there, and uh, we'll hear from Tony a little bit later on in the show, but can't say enough about him tonight. Eight points, 11 boards, three block shots, did a lot of that damage in the first half. Fouls uh, kept him a little bit limited there in the second half, but, you know, <laughs> with without Rudy Gobert and without Ed Davis, I mean, kind of thrown to the uh, thrown to the wolves against the best team in the league, or the best, excuse me, well, best team and best player in the league right now. You got to say you you got to be pleased with his performance. Really happy with Tony Bradley, and one of the one of the strangest matchups you're going to ever have as a center, especially a big body center the way he plays, where you know he, he's kind of a plotter who wants to just block up the paint, but. Half of his job is to make sure Brooke Lopez doesn't get easy threes and then drop back and switch on to Giannis when the Jazz pass him off to be the big body. And he did it admirably. He didn't foul out of the game in 18 minutes. And look at how many young bigs right now in the NBA are in crazy foul trouble immediately. Wendell Carter from the Knicks, who was the number four, or from the Bulls, who's the number four overall pick. Jaron Jackson Jr. is always fouling out of games. Mo Bamba's always in foul trouble. And these are guys who are lottery picks that are big men that constantly get themselves in foul trouble for that exact reason. They're big guys who drop back and defend the rim. Tony Bradley was as good as you can ask from him tonight. You know, one of the improvements Rudy's made in his career, he used to be that big guy that yep. picked up a ton of fouls. And now, uh, obviously, Rudy, terrific uh, uh, defending without fouling. But uh, Tony, uh, that caught up with him a little bit in the in the second half, but he's given you as as much as you can certainly expect. And then we talked to Lock and Boone about Jeff Green and when he's playing that five position and how that spreads the floor and opens things up for other guys as well. Yeah, I, I, we just we have to respect when you're losing two guys at one position, how deep you have to go into your bench to make up for it. I mean, the the Phoenix Suns lost DeAndre Ayton to the, the PED suspension and Aaron Baines to just a minor injury, and they were down to their third center, and they lost four games in a row, and they lost five of seven. You just, when you get that deep in your lineup, you lose games because the opposing team could just go at you over and over and over, and Tony Bradley was not the reason the Jazz lost this game no. at all. In fact, I don't know if the Jazz were the reason the Jazz lost this <laughs> game. Sometimes the other team is just better, and tonight the Milwaukee Bucks were just a little bit better, and they were willing to go in that extra gear and stay there for longer than the Jazz could. Well, uh, what you're talking about with uh, with the injuries, we saw that the other night with the the Pelicans, and I'm just uh, bringing back up that uh, that box score. They had a, a young rookie starting at the five position, Jackson Hayes. Yeah, yeah, Jackson Hayes, and so you know it. <laughs> it gets real thin real fast yep. if you have a couple of injuries to stack up. And so you can't uh, say enough about uh, uh, about Tony Bradley and Jeff Green and the way that they're uh, filling in for Rudy Gobert. All right, uh, Ben, let's get to the points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Points in the paint tonight. Uh, the Bucks outscore the Jazz uh, by quite a margin, actually, 58-38. to 38. But that's probably not a surprise considering the the Bucks were giving Jazz open threes, and that's really where they made their hay tonight. Yeah, uh, and that's what you had to do. But points in the paint was—that's tough when you don't have Rudy again. Right. And it, you know, not only does he take so many away, but he provides so many for yourself. So, uh, and, and you know what? When the threes are falling, take the threes if you can get them. Yeah. Take those threes, and uh, we should mention uh, along those lines that that final bucket the Jazz missed—well, not the final, but the second final that could have tied up the game—the the Donovan Mitchell layup. He does have some weird timing issues late in games. He, he is He's not quite mastered late game clock situations because a lot of this is still new to him. Close mm-hmm. games, having to be the guy, no timeout, 10 seconds left. And yeah, the Jazz were running. That's probably when you attack right away. 
you don't want to take the last shot in a game when you're down by two because if you miss, it's over. So right. go early and see if you can tie it up. And if you miss, you have time to foul and get back down the floor. So that's what Quinn was talking about. But Donovan still got a good shot. You know, I mean, that was a layup. And yeah, Brooke made a great uh, move coming over and blocking it late. But Donovan's getting better. And this was not his best night at all. And he still had 20 and still had a chance to uh, to tie the game up and hit some big shots and found a way to get to the paint and, and get and ones and then was hitting threes. And it's a fun game. This is just a fun basketball game to watch tonight. Unfortunately, the Jazz came out on the wrong side, but it's hard to point to any one thing and blame them. I love that no timeout call, by the way. The, yep. Jerry used to do that all the time. Yep. If, if you can have the advantage and keep the defense on, on its heels, then then take it. And, I, you know, Brooke Lopez made a good block, but I'm with you, Ben. That's a good shot. You'll take that. Donovan going to the rim. I, I think you make a terrific point about timing, and he's going to learn. Yeah. The ball is going to be in his hands in these situations a lot. He's he's the guy. All right, 122 to 118 is your final. It's Jazz Game Night postgame show. I want to remind you, go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll have more sound from the locker room. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night postgame show. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz fall to the Bucks tonight, 122-118. to 118. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson of KSL Sports uh, with you. Ben, let's take a look at the assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. The Jazz tonight, uh, 29 assists, Ben, on 43 Made field goals. Uh, they were led by Mike Conley, who dished out nine dimes. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier with five assists coming in off the bench. Joe Ingles with four assists. Boyan Bogdanovich had four assists. Donovan Mitchell with three. The Jazz uh, did move the ball around a lot and uh, took a lot of catch-and-shoot threes. You know, you look at some of the plus minuses in this game, and, and you can look at Joe Ingles being a minus 10 tonight and say, oh, maybe the bench unit wasn't very good. Actually, the bench unit was pretty all right. George Yang was plus 12. Emmanuel Moutier was plus 5. He's, he's bounced back. He had a couple of games where it looked like maybe the league had adjusted to his game, and he really struggled. And then he's had two really good games in a row. Uh, so good for Emmanuel coming back there. Uh, that That's a good sign that those guys are able to get out and make plays and, and, and get the ball moving. And you know what? When Giannis is going to play the entire third quarter and Quinn Snyder's not going to run his starters into the ground by playing them the whole third quarter, sometimes a guy like Joe Ingles will get a bad plus minus on a night. And I th- really thought that's what it was. I didn't think Joe did anything wrong. In fact, I think that was the Joe Ingles Jazz fans have been clamoring to yep. see for a very long time. I agree. All four bench players, Ben, <clears throat> excuse me, all four bench players with double figures tonight. Moutier with 12, as you mentioned. Uh, George Niang with 13. Joe Ingles with 15. And Joe Jeff Green with uh, with eleven. Joe also added five boards, four assists, and uh, and a steal. Yeah, I, uh, Joe was terrific tonight. Can't complain about that one bit. Fifty-one bench points. No Dante Exum. Interesting. Uh, that's that Quinn's trying to figure out how to get him back in the lineup. But look, fifty-one bench points from four players. Awesome. You'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Quinn didn't do anything wrong. again. I, I hate to keep going back to this because when you lose a game, the team, the opposing team, did something right that you didn't. The Jazz just didn't do a whole lot wrong tonight. M- maybe Rudy Gobert got his ankle hurt. You know, Friday night, maybe that's what the Jazz did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
just wear and tear of the NBA. Otherwise, it's just really hard to point at the Jazz doing something wrong. You know, not playing Dante Exum didn't cost you games tonight. Didn't cost you the game. Right. Your bench was fantastic. No, I, it's all about what Milwaukee did right tonight, and that was write down Giannis's name on the on the lineup yep. sheet before the game because he was just awesome. But I, I'm with you on the bench because that's a really good sign because that has been a weakness uh, of this team. Uh, some of those bench guys have have not performed maybe what we expect, but certainly not consistently. And tonight that was far from the issue. And listen, they needed it tonight. And you know. <clears throat> I, I hate to keep saying this a lot because we do, but la- I, I believe that last year, if they went into this game with no Rudy Gobert, uh, I don't think they keep up in a shootout. No. You know, this is probably a twenty-point loss because they can't score one hundred and eighteen points. I mean, you said it when we were talking to to David and Ron. I mean, you just have to be able to win basketball games in a variety of different ways in the NBA. Yep. Because there's going to be way more fluctuation now in the NBA because sometimes you're going to run into a hot shooting team. Sometimes you're going to get into a slow team, but they're going to make you turn the ball over. There's just a lot of different ways to play. So you've got to be good and ready to go. And the Jazz, I think the Jazz are showing that. And it just feels like the offense is starting to click a lot better than it had early in the season. All right, let's go back to Milwaukee and uh, hear from the locker room and from Jazz center Tony Bradley. Uh, I think we, we played hard um, defensively. Um, it's just the game is made of runs, and we just got to finish up those last few possessions in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, is it just a matter of Giannis doing what Giannis does there in that second half? Yeah, he's always aggressive, trying to drive, and you see there a layup because he shoots high percentage shots in the in the lane, or it's a foul, so it's hard to guard. It's pretty hard to guard him. How are you feeling about your just your confidence in your game after the last two performances that we saw? I feel like it's always some I need to do better, but it's not bad. Appreciate it. Um, it's not. I don't think it's too bad. Um, just good experience for me. Are you able to sense the chemistry on offense? Coach was also talking about the way you're playing flat. You know, getting running downhill and how that's creating that spacing for the threes we saw tonight. Yeah, I just try to set the screen and get out the way um, unless, <laughs> unless they I mean yeah get flat and just pretty much get out the way or unless they call me back to set a screen so then the shot goes up I try to go to the glass and get the rebound so you feel more more comfortable with your role now of uh, being able to play more minutes and, and you do so well yeah I, I feel like the, the more I play the more like com- not well I feel a little bit more confident um, and just comfortable with the guys in send screens, just knowing what to do better and like win better. And uh, yeah. That was Tony Bradley, who was very good tonight for the second night in a row, or second game in a row, excuse me, uh, sliding into the starting lineup for an injured Rudy Gobert. Eight points, 11 boards, uh, three blocks. And we've, we've talked a lot about it tonight, Ben, but, you know, that's the biggest story. When you're, when you're missing Rudy Gobert, how do you make up for that? And truth is, it's impossible to make up for Rudy Gobert because he's that good. Uh, but Tony Bradley, here's a guy who's expected to be kind of the third string center. He's been a project for the Jazz the past couple of years, spent a lot of the time with the Stars, you know, in early minutes this year it didn't appear like he was ready in these past two games for him to to really go out there and play well is is a very good sign not only for Tony but for the Jazz in their depth Quinn's such a good coach because you look at he put Tony in the lineup when when Ed Davis and and what was hurt so Tony Bradley had to come in and play and played good for three games then made a scouting report and then really struggled for two games and then Quinn Snyder benched him said we're gonna let you get your feet back under you and then we're gonna put you back in some situations on how to win and 
I mean, you, when you heard Tony Bradley talking there, you heard Quinn Snyder talking. Yeah. He said, all you're going to do is go out, stay flat, or get in the flat, which is set a screen, and then get out of the way, and then go and get the rebound. And that's why Quinn Snyder's so good, is he said, we're going to simplify the game back down to do the things that you can do well, which is be a big body and set a screen, which he can do, let the other guys shoot, and then run to the rim. And if you catch a pass finish and if you don't grab a rebound that's who tony bradley is that's who he was at north carolina quinn snyder went back to that and is finding a way to make it successful in the nba and that's why tony bradley's going to have success that's why players want to come and play for the jazz because they know that quinn snyder's a great player development coach it's it's a great sign for what the jazz have done it's a sign of what they're currently doing and i'm sure it's what they're going to continue to do i i would guess that uh, that uh, dante exum is going through something similar where uh, i think we all uh, realized that he was going to have to play his way back into the rotation. He was just not going to get automatically plugged back in. And, and we've seen in the few minutes that he has played since coming back from injury, there's there's some inconsistencies there. There's some stuff he's got to work on. He's, his offense still needs work. And he probably has to get back into playing shape a little bit. I and mean, his, his playing time is going to be inconsistent until you know, he goes out there and, and proves that uh, that he is a rotational piece and, and going to you know be a positive for the Jazz. This wasn't a game you were going to win because Dante Exum did a fantastic job locking up Eric Bledsoe defensively. Right. You needed George Nyang to come in and hit three of six threes and five of 11 from the floor and keep you in a game. And that's just not who Dante Exum is. He's just no. not that He's not that quality of a shooter. So you needed to get those George Nyang minutes. And you know what? Coming up against the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday night when they've got a better guard backcourt and Malcolm Brogdon's out there, you probably don't see George Nyang. Right. You probably see Dante Exum out there for eight minutes trying to lock him up and just give him a different look. And again, Quinn keeping these guys involved, keeping them engaged is, is one of the reasons why the Jazz have a chance to win basically every game they've had so far this year. I mean, the Jazz are winning games close. I know it's made for some anxious moments for, for Jazz fans. They've only lost one game big, and that was against the Lakers the second game of the season. They didn't have Boyan Bogdanovich, right. and we see how invaluable he's become. All right, let's go back to Milwaukee. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is talking to the media. You know, we're kind of calling a few different things from different people, so it's kind of tough. You know, it's easy right now to say, oh, just go. But, you know, when you when Boyan just hit one, so we're trying to get him to slip and get a three. I just made a floater, so we're trying to just, like, kind of a little indecision. But um, I think uh, we ran this in November, so, you know, when the time comes, we understand we've gone through this situation. So um, then we played we play well, everybody, you know, but... The fact that it came down to that last possession, even though they made their little push and, you know, he had 50, I think that's that's a, a good sign, you know, and we could, we could think we can do better for sure. Coach said that you can, you know, hang your hat on the fact that you guys responded to that third quarter the way you did. What do you take away from that? For sure. I think you got to give credit to uh, Emmanuel, George, Tony, uh, those three guys in particular coming in, being ready. Um, you know, I think without without those three in particular, you know, we, it's a different game. You know, I think um, I went to the back to go to the bathroom, but I think I was told that Emmanuel Manuel hit two big shots, and I came in and hit another one. Um, like that's that's the type of energy we need. That's the type of energy they bring. Um, George being able to push in transition, being decisive, shooting the ball, um, and then Tony stepping up big time. You know, he's he's a hell of a player, man. And I'm really proud of those three because they really kept us in it. You know, for sure. You know, even though you lose this game, and but you played so well overall, and you had a Herculean effort from Giannis, you got to feel good going into the next game, knowing that you, you you're really coming together now. Yeah, for sure. I think you know, there, there's definitely moments where you want to win these games, but you can't win them all. You know, I think there's definitely times where you learn from it. Um, I don't think we're going to hang our head. And at the end of the day, I'll still say, it, you know, we haven't had uh, one of our greatest offensive games as a whole unit. You know, we've had great from about 95% of us, but you know, I think that's going to be that's that's the biggest thing. You know, we still have stuff to 
to improve on stuff to learn, feel each other out. Uh, I think late game situation like that is another instance where you just got to kind of feel it out and we'll be fine. Both those games came down to the final shot or a final play when he played the Bucks. So, yeah. I mean, that says a lot about both teams. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, I think we pride ourselves on trying to be a team that's going to play late, you know, for sure. But we got to do the step. Make, we got we to gotta grind and get to that to that point. You know, they've established that they've been there. They know they were in the conference final or, you know, the conference finals last year. Um, so to be able to be at that level against a team like that is definitely, um, you know, it's a good thing. But, you know, we're not trying to just settle. We're trying to win these games. And, you know, and I think um, we could have got them tonight, but they obviously, you know, at 50 is the MVP for a reason, but um, you know, we did a lot of good things. What do you think about that? So he just he's, tough. Yeah, he's in tough, you know. I think the biggest thing with him is when he gets that shot going, I think, you know, he's 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 damn near unstoppable, you know, for sure. I think that's that's one thing that really helped him tonight for sure. Just the confidence you see it, you know, it was a different player from today than it was uh, when even in Utah. Um, and hats off to him. All right, that was Donovan Mitchell uh, tonight. Donovan had 20.7 of 17 shooting, three assists, had a couple of steals, did grab a rebound as well. Uh, we'll get to more sound from the locker room coming up right around the corner. Want to remind you, go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Bucks beat the Jazz 122-118. to 118. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson with you. Uh, it's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, both locations, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. We'll get back to the locker room uh, coming up here momentarily. Let's take a look at your three point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Jazz set a franchise record tonight for three pointers made, Ben, making 21, 21 of 45. So they hit your 40 mark, by the way. I was wrong. Uh, Everything attempts. I said was wrong. They did exactly what I said to do, and they lost. <laughs> they were led tonight uh, by uh, Bogdanovich, who had five of eight shooting from three tonight, uh, part of his 24 points. Royce, Royce O'Neal, three of six. So we saw Royce's attempts go up a little bit, Ben. Something we're going to keep and an eye on. And he still shot 50%. He still did. So we'll take it. Jeff Green, 3 of 5. Joe Ingles, 3 of 7. George Niang, 3 of 6. And Emmanuel Moutier, 1 of 1 on a on a step back 3, too. Had a wide I, uh, open corner 3. Dribbled into the mid-range. Er, immediately heard Quinn Snyder yelling at him in practice. <laughs> and then took a step back 3 and he still hit it. And he still made it. I like Jeff Green. I'm going to say it. I really like Jeff Green. Yeah. He's, he's, he had a really great preseason. Had a really bad first 10 games or so, and then had a really nice last few games. I had a rough stretch. I want to say it was the first half against Minnesota yeah. here. And then it clicked in the second half, and he's been dynamite ever since then. It's been it's been fun to watch. He he has a different element to that big man rotation. Is willing just to spot up and shoot. And it, all of a sudden, he's been uh, uh, he's been an integral part of what the what the Jazz are doing, and them using him as a five and and as a big is is really intriguing, really interesting. And you know, I can't help for some reason but compare him to Jay Crowder. It feels like the, that Absolutely. role is is really really similar, and it it seems like he's more in control. Yes. And he can do a lot more, it feels like, than Jay Crowder could. He's certainly a more well-rounded player. I feel like Crowder's effort was consistently higher, and that's not to 
that's not to question the effort of Jeff Green. Jeff Green just doesn't get as many opportunities as Jay Crowder did because the Jazz are so deep and because Boyan Bogdanovich is so deserving of those minutes at the power forward. But Jeff Green, when he's good, he's he's legitimately very good, and, and he's better in smaller stretches than Jay Crowder was. You know, I remember, I mean, Jay was, and I love Jay. Uh, but he would have a game where he'd go. Remember, it was the first quarter of the Jazz win against Houston in the playoffs. He had like the first twelve points of the game. It was right. just bonkers. And then he has a lot of games where he'd have a lot of one of seven outings. Right. It was you know feast or famine. It's it, he was one of those guys where you almost didn't want him to make his early ones yes. because you knew it was just going to be a barrage for the rest of the Westbrook game. Westbrook itis. That's exactly what it is. No, I, I mean we're we're joking a little bit, but it was one of those where if he if he can the first one, you're going oh no, there's nine more coming. Yeah, it's funny to see. If you watch Memphis Grizzlies highlights at all, he's got a lot of games where he hits big threes. He did it against the Jazz, and then you look at his box score, and he's one of five. He hits one big shot in the game. It's hey, late. He has he that guy. That guy had no fear to put it nicely. I mean, he, but easy he, to root for. Easy to root for, and yep. and he brought a, an edge and, yep. and kind of that that type of personality. I mean, he definitely added to this roster. But uh, Jeff Green fits that role just fine. Uh, no no, no just problem fine. at all. And he makes nothing. Right, you know, he makes pennies. Which on the is dollar. which is amazing that he just keeps signing these these veteran minimum yep. contracts. It's it's kind of crazy that people aren't again. How much can you expect from a guy who makes less than two percent of the salary cap, and he's going to help you win more than two percent of your games? That's that's what you want. Jeff that's Green's a win right it. there. That's a win. Yep, that's definitely a win. All right, let's go back to Milwaukee, uh, where Emmanuel Mudiay is talking to the media. Responded to that third quarter. Uh, it just shows who we are. Uh, you know, it's just a little little things that happen that we wish we we can take back, especially turnovers. I know I had I had a few that I wish I definitely could take back, but um, just showing that we got some fight in us. Well, the bench came out and really rallied back there, and you yourself as well. What were you feeling in that moment? Uh, just trying to bring energy. Uh, you know, don't have a, a lot of people that's coming off the bench. We have that that dog mentality too. That's just that's the whole team as well. But um, we just didn't want the game to end in a in a bad way. We gave ourselves a chance and that's all we can ask for. Coach said that you're really finding that balance between creating for yourself and creating for others. Um, what are your thoughts on that and your your progress there so far? Yeah, uh, just getting to know my teammates, knowing when to take a shot, when not to take a shot, um, and just, like I said, uh, making the right play at the right time. You know what I think is a big number for Emmanuel Moutier tonight, Ben, is his five assists. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I made this joke to you at halftime, but I didn't know he'd have five assists all year. Yeah. Well, look, if you followed Nets or Knicks fans, I should say, complaints about Emmanuel Moutier was that he's a ball stopper, he's an over dribbler, and once he catches the ball, it's a black hole, it's never coming out again. He's just not that player at all. Just the player he was shows up for maybe one play a game every yeah. game, and otherwise he's pretty darn good. He just does a lot well. He does a lot right. And yeah, do you wish he shot 38% from the three-point line? Yeah, of course you do. But he shoots 51% from the floor and he's almost at 30%. Might be at 30% tonight. His effective field goal percentage, if you want to get into the geeky numbers, is 55. If you're over 50, you're good. 55 is really high. That's a great number from a guy who just doesn't shoot the three well. So I'll take this from Emmanuel Moutier. The quote, Emmanuel Moutier's experiment has been a glowing success. Absolutely. And and listen, we're we're going to talk about his story a lot this year because it's a it's a really cool story in my opinion. So at risk of this turning into a Matt Harpering 
played football type of thing. Uh, I think the fact that he's got a good agent who's in his ear who said, listen, this is the player yep. that, that you are now, but we can turn you into a better basketball player. You'll have to bite the bullet a little bit. You'll take a reserve role, but you're going to go fit in with this coaching staff, and they're going to make you a better basketball player, and then we'll go out and see if we can't land a big contract. I, I, I love his story that he was open to change and that he wanted to come here to get better. I, I think it's just terrific. It says a lot about him, in my opinion. I don't speak for Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck, obviously, but you don't think when they're talking to agents, they, they won't point to Emmanuel Moutier and say, look, this was a guy who was 15 games away from being an overseas player for the rest of his life. I mean, seriously, 15 games from being China-bound and probably staying there and scoring 45 points a game right. and not doing anything important. But he comes in with the Jazz and has a great first quarter of the season. I know we're not quite at that point yet. And yeah, you know, I mean, he's a he's a, a stalwart in this, or I should say in this rotation now. He's going to be a part of it permanently unless something drastically changes. Uh, and then he'll either re-sign here or get a bunch of money to go play elsewhere. And by a bunch of money, I mean, you know, several million bucks. Yeah. He's not going to sign a $40 million deal, but I'm going to get two years and $12 million. And otherwise, it was a million dollars a year in China at most. So, yeah. yeah, use that. Go out and tell every other player, hey, you want to come here? Yeah, you're going to change your game, but we're going to change it for the better, and you'll stick around. And if he could be a well-rounded player, he'd be really, really good. Because right now, he is a walking bucket. I mean, he can yeah. go out he can go out and get you buckets. There was a there was a stretch there, Ben, I think it was in the second quarter, where he made uh, three or four mid-range shots right in a row, yep. where he just got into the lane and, and made it happen. So if you can turn into a distributor and a playmaker and a defensive player, and he becomes a, a well-rounded guy on top of that, I mean, he could be really, really good and certainly play a, a very key role uh, for the Utah Jazz this season. Go Where Love takes you in a completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Bucks beat the Jazz 122-118. to 118. Coming up on the other side, we'll get some final thoughts from Ben Anderson. He'll let us know what he's writing about tonight as well. It's all straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz fall tonight to the Bucks, one twenty-two to one eighteen. It's your Jazz game night post-game show, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson, with you, Ben. Let's uh, do tonight's Master of the Glass. Brought to you by Safe Light Off Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. Uh, tonight's Master of the Glass, Ben, we talked a lot about this guy tonight. Tony Bradley with uh, 11 rebounds, eight defensive, three offensive, and uh, you, you can't say it enough, doing an awfully fine job stepping in for uh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, you, you have to love what Tony Bradley's done and, and putting in that effort. And, and these are, you know, I mean, he's still in the first 10 important games he's ever played. He played a bunch of garbage minutes for the Jazz over the last year or two, but these games matter. I mean, he's starting. Is this only his second start of yep, his career? Yep, that's it. I mean, that's crazy. Now, 
There is a thing about big guys grabbing rebounds. It might be the least difficult stat to record in the NBA because you're big and you're next to the rim and the ball should fall to you occasionally. There's some randomness to that. But it's not just that. I mean, he's getting blocks on guys sweeping across the lane where he's timing his block, right? He did it to Jackson Hayes the other night and put him on his back. He had a good one. Had a good one against Giannis tonight. If you can block Giannis at the rim, you're doing something right. Quinn mentioned it in his postgame thoughts, though, is just that when Giannis gets that low, He's just going to get his own miss, and he's going to put it back up, and that is that is one of the reasons why the Jazz gave up so many second chance points. And you got to you just got to admire Tony Bradley's attitude and effort. I mean, it's great. He, he had a lot of work to do when he first got into the league. Still does, by yep. the way. Yep. He certainly has not arrived, but uh, has put in that good work down with the stars and and gotten a lot better. Gotten his body uh, to to you know in NBA shape, so to speak, where you can go and and go one on one with Giannis and Brooke Lopez and not get dominated physically. He absolutely uh, deserves. Uh, a ton of credit. Uh, ben, what are we, uh, I say we like I have anything to do with it. What are we working on for KSL Sports tonight? <laughs> do you want to chip in a couple of paragraphs? Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, just a weird record-breaking night and and a fun night in that sense, but a record-breaking night and Joe Ingles passes Gordon Hayward uh, for number two spot on uh, career-made three-pointers in a Jazz jersey. Giannis takes 30 field goal attempts or, or breaks a record for the most he's ever taken. Jazz break the record for the most threes they've ever made. I mean, sometimes you get these crazy nights where it all comes together, and then the Jazz still fell on the wrong side of it, but a, a fun game, and then one I think Jazz fans will remember for a while, and uh, maybe a game you use as a, as a pole vault, and you just kind of build off of it, and you say, this offense can click, and we trust each other, and, and you never want to see injuries, and, and you'd love to have Rudy Gobert back, but learning that you can play Jeff Green at the center these last couple of games, and he can give you really good minutes, and you can play five out, can really kill some teams, and there might be a, there might be a stretch in the playoff series this year, we'll talk about it because the Jazz are going to make the postseason where the offense is stagnant and they go to Jeff Green for three minutes and they make three threes in that stretch and it wins them a playoff game and ultimately wins them a series. I mean, that just wouldn't surprise me. And it goes back to these types of games where you get these data points accidentally because of an injury, but you uh, end up using them to your advantage later on in the year. Uh, looking forward, uh, Ben, what do you think about the Indiana Pacers and the, the team the Jazz are getting on Wednesday? I feel significantly better about this road trip than I did before this game. That's a great point. Yeah, because of how well we the, the Jazz played tonight. And certainly if you can get Rudy, and I would suspect you get Rudy back. He was so close to playing in this game. It was a very late scratch. It was a game-time decision. I would imagine you get closer to getting him back, and it would help because they've got a lot of big bodies in, in Indiana that can play well. But I, I bet you the Jazz win these next two. I bet they beat Indiana. I bet they beat Memphis. And then you're in a spot where I think you've done enough work to feel like this was a good enough road trip. But, uh, you know, you look at what happened tonight. Joel Embiid, just an awful, historically awful night. Oh, 11 from the floor, zero points in 32 minutes. That's hard to do as from a seven-footer. Uh, you play them late on this trip. You know, you play Toronto, who's susceptible to, to, to injury with Kyle Lowry out right now, and maybe the Jazz can steal one of those. I, I, I'm very optimistic about this road trip, and even more so than I was before tonight. All right, Ben, hit us with a, a couple of final thoughts. What are you taking from this one? Uh, Quinn Snyder continues to be an absolutely fabulous coach. I mean, you just learn it. He, he went in with two hands tied behind his back, playing against the best team at the beginning of a five-game road trip without his most impactful player, and he still kept the Jazz in with lineups that have just never seen the floor together. He continues to push the right buttons. That's a great sign. 
and it really helps to have a Giannis Antetokounmpo because when you do and you can play him 38 minutes and you can get 50 out of him and they basically knew they were going to yeah. get it if they went to him and he gave it to you and there's just not many guys in the world that can do it. Trailed by nine at the half and played him the entire third quarter and eventually they've got a 10 point lead yeah. uh, going out of the third so I mean. Luckily for the rest of the league he can't play 40 minutes a night because they just wouldn't lose a whole lot of games no, if he could. He's he's just amazing. There's no doubt about it. Special performance from him tonight uh, with 50. Alright we want to say thanks to Lock and Boone doing their normal great job. Uh, great work on the call. We want to say thanks to the broadcast assistants for their work tonight. Say thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. I want to say thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, uh, sponsor of Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And finally, want to thank you, Ben Anderson. Make sure and catch Ben's piece at kslsports.com. Also, uh, he'll have it up on Twitter, I'm sure, at Ben's Hoops. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Jake. All right, 122 to 118 is your final next broadcast Wednesday night when the Jazz take on the Pacers. That game will tip at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 4, and of course you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.